Welcome to the Blessed Be Birth podcast, a place to talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and motherhood through the lens of the Catholic faith. I'm Maggie, birth doula and birth assistant. And I'm Gabby, birth doula and postpartum nurse. Join us for a conversation about pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and how we can invite God in. Hello. Hey, how are you? Oh, enjoying how spring is finally here because the first day of spring was yesterday. I know, which feels like crazy at the same time because I feel like we didn't really have a winter except for like the last two weeks were freezing. Um, <laughs> but I feel like January and February were so mild that it feels weird for it to almost like to be spring now, but I'm excited. Oh, I know. I We were driving to go pick up my oldest um, yesterday from school, and, oh, was it, I think it was, yeah, Rose was like, it's finally spring. Like, she was <laughs> so happy, and then she's like, so do we get to go to the pool? I'm like, nope, that's wrong season, wrong season. Let's let's get through spring first. That's summer, baby, like Aww. one season at a time. But, I, I mean, even, like, the kids are so excited that it's, you know, warm weather, like, things are blooming, you know, you just get to start to spend more time outside. Like, it's just, it's just yeah. wonderful. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, like everybody's just like mental health, even like the kids, like everybody, the whole family is just like feels lighter and like, oh, we can go outside and we can go for a walk after dinner. And oh, like the, it's just, it's so good. So good for your health when spring comes around. <laughs> oh my gosh. um, Yeah. And I have not gotten used to the daylight savings time yet, even though it's been over a week now um Seriously, yeah I mean I it's like, yeah I feel like that was the worst transition for me time-wise ever I don't know why and I saw other people even like on Instagram and other people I were talking to were like this is kicking my butt but for some reason the time change was just awful this year yeah for everybody I mean kids adults alike like I yeah I mean so many so many thoughts and conversations I know have happened just on like the premise of daylight savings time. But even now, like when I take Lily to ballet um, during the week, now I'm like, well, it's kind of nice. I can go for a run while she's in ballet in the neighborhood. That's like next to her, um, like where she does dance. But I'm like, but I don't know. It's so hard to wake up now because it's still pitch black outside like in the morning. So it's just a weird shift of time. That's very unnatural. And I think yeah. we're all kind of waking up to that almost. Yeah, I we should just stop doing this. <laughs> um, yes, I think if you know if 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 it was parents that decided that, I think this would move a bit faster because I don't think anyone there's no benefits to it. Like no one, I, I I've not found one person who has been like, yes, this is the benefit of daylight savings time. <laughs> For um, real, none, oh, none, gosh. none. Ah. <sighs> Well, what are we talking about today besides weather and daylight savings time? Because that's <laughs> apparently who we are now. Uh, so we're going to talk about the role that dads play in birth because we talked about doulas last episode. Doulas are great. They have a role, which we talked about, and um, doulas don't replace dad. So what is his role is kind of what we're going to go into today. It was a good follow-up for people um don't like understand the distinction of like 
what role dad can play versus the doula, but also, you know, some people don't hire a doula, don't want to for whatever reason, or maybe they don't have um, the means to do it. So we're going to talk about just how dads can be really, really supportive. They have an important role to play um, during labor and birth um, that nobody else can fill. So we're going to dive into that. Uh, yeah. I mean, also too, how fitting that we're talking about this, um, like close after to St. Joseph's feast day, um, as well. Cause I mean, I, I think a lot of us on, you know, St. Joseph's feast day really do think about, you know, the role of a husband, the role of a father, um, especially since he is the father of Jesus, like on earth. And, um, you know, so it, it's amazing to think about, you know, how important their role is, even though it is very different from, you know, obviously the mom's role in labor, but, you know, God blessed, obviously women with the capabilities of, you know, not only giving birth, but just, you know, we have what's called like the feminine genius and the different gifts that women are bestowed. Um, but men have, are just blessed with so many strengths, um, protection, like they're just instinctively want to protect their family. They want to provide for their family. They have their um, physical strength to be able to support the family in that way and protect. And so, um, you know, and those can be and should be utilized in birth um, as well as in, you know, the, the rest of their, their duties as a husband and a father. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. I agree. So, yeah. Do you want to start? Yeah, I never, I think it can be so overwhelming in general in pregnancy. Because I think in order to be supportive in birth, it, it does also have to start with being involved in pregnancy. Just because dads aren't obviously as connected to the baby as the mom is. I mean, moms are physically growing the baby inside of them. Um you know, there's, there's obviously there's that bit of a disconnect that does seem to happen sometimes. And so, um, I would say that the first place to start to be able to have your husband just get involved in the birth or want to be more excited about the birth and a part of the birth is really getting them involved in pregnancy. Wouldn't you say Gabby? Totally, totally agree. Um, that was something my husband Cameron always said when I was pregnant, he's like, I feel like I can't like connect with the baby and I think sometimes like us as moms because we're, we're pregnant and we're connecting with the baby in a way we can kind of facilitate that relationship between dad and baby because we have that connection with baby going on um, that he doesn't feel but we can invite him into that so I think starting that in pregnancy is so important it may not be the same type of relationship that he's going to have once he's holding the baby in his arms, but it's so good to invite him in during your pregnancy and just invite him along, like in what you're feeling, um, what you're learning about pregnancy, all of that. It's so good to just involve him in it because it's his baby too. And it's, it can be hard for dads to like know that you are, as the mom are pregnant and you're feeling these things, you're connected with the baby and he's not. So there can be a disconnect for him that might even be hard um, or frustrating for him because it's the first time like he knows it's his baby and, it, but he's, he, he's not, he hasn't met the baby. So there's something not there yet. 
that he won't have until the baby's born. So inviting dad into that is really, really good. Yeah. I, Nick and I were actually talking about this um, a few weeks ago where it seems like a lot of the resources out there, I must put air quotes around it too, for dads during pregnancy for them to either help understand what's happening or to maybe it's in an attempt to try to get dad to, you know, understand and bond more with the process, but they just seem a little goofy almost like, you know, comparing baby to the size of whatever. And even like Nick was saying, you know, when, when we were pregnant with our, our second and our third, when I would say those things, he's like, I don't understand why they like compare Like, it's kind of fun, but at the same time, that's not helping me to bond with my baby. Like by saying baby is the size of a Game Boy. Like, okay, cool. You know, like, but I, yeah, I don't, maybe there's not enough resources out there too to begin with, but yeah, I, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's hard. It is. So I don't know. I'd say if, as much as possible, trying to like explain the process, you don't have to like maybe go into a ton of detail all the time, but like, you know, even learning like how babies developing that week and like, you know, Hey, they're, you know, like this is what's developing this week. And you know, this is how fast the heart rate is. And um, you know, if they're able to come to some of those prenatal appointments um, and see if you have an ultrasound scheduled and seeing baby and seeing, you know, the, the brain and the lungs and um, the heart and, you know, all the things that you can see on the ultrasound that can also help just make it more tangible and real for them as well. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, yeah, my top things would be um, dad's going to the appointments as much as possible. Um, even just to hear the heartbeat, even if you're not having an ultrasound, like it's so cool. Um, even when my husband couldn't go to appointments, I would still, I would take a little video clip so he could hear baby's heart rate, like when I got home. Um, nice. So yeah, dad's going to appointments. Reading books together is super helpful instead of like, it's good for you to, like, explain the information to him. Um, but if you can, like, sit down and read, like, you know, a pregnancy book together or even, like, if you read the book first and then sometimes I would just, like, put post-its or, like, outline the chapters or highlight the chapters I wanted him to read. Um, so you, like, were reading that stuff together. You were learning it. You're discussing it. Um, it's really great. And then taking a childbirth education class is really great um, together because again, you are gonna you're doing this together. This is your baby that you're bringing in the, into the world. You have very different roles to play, um, but you're still doing it together. And dad has a distinctive role in this as well. Yeah, um, praying together for your baby, whether you know the gender or not, or you know the name or not, is super helpful. I mean, when you can, trying to like sneak into, you know, his hand in to feel some kicks or some good stretches too. Um, you know, you're obviously feeling that all the time, especially third trimester, baby's running out of space, but you know, he doesn't always get to feel that. And so, um, I mean, I know too, because babies can hear both of your voices. Like that's an amazing amazing wonderment of, of babies in the womb is that they are they they have pretty good hearing they can hear and know your voice and your husband's voice especially because you know those are the people and if you have any other children um they're going to know those voices the best because they've been hearing them while they're in the womb so um 
you know, having your husband kind of just talk to baby too, or read a book or um, just talking and, you know, just having a conversation almost. It's just great because then your baby's going to notice his voice as well as yours, especially once they're born. Um, and they'll, their facial expressions will change when they hear your voices when they're born. And that's an amazing thing for a dad to know, like, yes, my child knows me already. Yeah. Um, also some great books sometimes have like um, specific sections for dads even too. I know made for this does like it has a whole, I think chapter for dads, yeah, right? Yeah. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And then another book, although <sighs> it's mm -hmm. long is the birth partner. Um, so that's, um, it was written for dads and for doulas. Um, it is long. I've had a few, the dads that I've worked with, either try to skim it or read it again it could be a really good book to kind of like sticky note or highlight um just so if unless if unless your husband's a reader um and then he's just gonna plow through it but like if he's not then it'd be good just to kind of like highlight some like points or like a chapter or something that he'd be able to just kind of read so he kind of knows like okay this is what what to expect or what's going on as well yeah that's what I did with the birth partner for um, the second pregnancy. I just like, I read it because I was taking my doula course. I was like, oh, this would be a good refresher for you. But like you said, it's a very long book and it's very in depth. So I just like told him which chapters to read. And then he did that. And then he skimmed some other stuff. And then, um, another one I would say would be the Bradley method, the husband coached the book. Um, because that, that whole method, the Bradley method, which you can still have a doula with the Bradley method. My Bradley method instructor was a doula as well. Um, but that method of um, like childbirth education um, really puts dad in the role of like coaching mom in labor and delivery. So if you really want a hands-on dad um, and he really wants to be involved and you guys want to take a class, that's a really good one to consider especially if you're not going to um, hire a doula. Um, I, I really liked that class. It taught us a lot. It's not the only one that's out there. I know Maggie can really speak to hypnobirthing um, as well. But again, take a class, include dad, um, and we'll, we'll um, link all these resources in the show notes for you guys. But I think that's some of the biggest stuff is encourage him, um, involve him. So that way when, um, labor does start, he knows what to do because men do not like not being able to fix something. Um, and they cannot fix labor. That's just a fact. Yeah, <laughs> um, they can't. So giving them some tools to pull out and some ways to help you through it is going to help them feel like, okay, I have a job. Um, I, you know, I can help her with this. I can, you know, make sure she's sipping water. I can um, run the bath for her. I can play her playlist. Um, if she likes, you know, certain positions, um, I can help her, you know, through that and stuff. But there's because there's so much dads can really do um and I think we both just really appreciate dads during labor um because there really is a special role for them that no one else can take away oh absolutely I mean when I'm meeting with families I always say you know he is your knight in shining armor 
right? Like you guys know each other, you love each other, and he knows her better than anybody else in that room. Um, and so to a degree, obviously labor, you kind of never know how a mom's going to uh, react to things or what she desires because sometimes, you know, maybe she's a talker in life and she wants complete silence in labor, you know, and that those things do happen. But he knows, okay, when she's anxious or stressed, these are the things that calm her down. Um, this is the type of music she typically likes. Uh, this is, you know, oh, she really likes this type of this type of food. So she probably really like this in labor. Um, or this is what really stresses her out. Let's try to avoid this. Um, so that all being said, though, I think what does get dads a lot as well yeah, number one, they want to fix things, which is, again, such a God-given <laughs> gift. It is. Like, there's a reason for that. But it is hard when you can't fix what you want to fix. Um, it is a bit of release of control, not just for mom during labor, but for dad as well. Um, and that is something that you guys can both offer up to to Christ in that moment and unite that with to him on the cross of just the release of that control or that desire of control in labor. Um but also, too, because, though, they can't physically fix it, they some dads, not everyone, but some dads just almost freeze because they're just not sure what to do because they're nervous about making it worse or I just don't know what to do is this, you know, or just like not even remembering the things that you should do from the class or the book or, you know, the podcast that you were trying to absorb beforehand. Yeah. No, that's yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that can be really frustrating for dads too. Um, and sometimes in the hospitals, Maggie and I were talking about this when we were talking about like this topic. Um, dads sometimes get kind of just pushed aside during labor because everybody's like focusing on mom and the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like the nurses will come in and, you know, help mom with something. Um so then dads can tend to feel even less and less involved because nobody is like inviting him in like, Hey dad, like, let's try this, like try, you know, squeezing her hips like this or try doing, you know, counter pressure on her back. So that's why like learning this stuff beforehand, if you can, because even if you freeze, it's, it's easy to freeze in the moment um, when all <laughs> that stuff is happening. But if you have the tools there, um, once like you're comfortable with labor going, dad's going to start to remember that stuff like, oh, let's do this, um, which is why another reason why practicing these techniques, whether it's breathing or comfort measures beforehand is so important, you know, and that's something you'll learn in like a childbirth class or if you have a doula, like they'll remind you to take time every day to practice these things together. And even if you just take 10, 15 minutes to do it, um, we would do that usually starting around like halfway through the second trimester, probably around 20 weeks, um, like before bed um, when I'm pregnant my husband we would do like the breathing exercises with Bradley and like just relaxing my whole body um and just remembering like to breathe deeply and all that stuff and he would like coach me through that he would talk me through that um so that stuff is good for mom to practice but it's also good for dad because then he feels confident doing it and he's gonna learn like okay this is where she tenses up 
I'm going to tell her to relax. Um, she doesn't really like it, um, you know, when I rub her neck. So maybe I'll try rubbing her arms. Like, you guys will work through that stuff. And not to say things will change during labor because you might like something um, when you're not in labor that when you're in labor, you're like, yes, I want this or like, please do not do it. You know, we've been practicing, but I absolutely hate this now. Yeah. Um, but it's still good to practice all of that stuff. Yes. And um, I'd say, too, I've seen a few dads do this as well. And you can either have, like, a note. You know, most moms will either create, like, a birth plan or birth desires. And you bring that to, like, the birth center or the hospital with you. Um, or, you know, you have, um, you know, maybe something written out. Um but sometimes, you know, it can just kind of get lost in the bag or you have given that copy to maybe like the nurses or the birth center staff. Um, having the dad have like a screenshot of it on his phone as his background um, of just like a list of things that are either very important to um, to you during labor or, you know, things that he, like he can remember to do that could be very helpful. So, you know, changing a position, going to the bathroom every hour, it doesn't have to be this long novel of things or every single thing that you learned while you were in your childbirth class or from those books, but just having a couple of points for him to just even like, you know, like press his phone on, doesn't even have to unlock it, but he can see on his lock screen, like a couple of things to remember to do. That's a way that he can um, kind of just keep in mind like, oh, okay, all right, cool. Have we moved recently? Great, let's move. Have we, um, you know, drank water recently? Let me get some water. Have we, you know, and he can kind of do that and it's something tangible he can look at for that reminder. Yeah, no, that's a really, really good tip. Because like we said, it's easy to freeze in those moments and forget like everything you've learned because it's happening right here in front of you. Um, well, emotions are running high. I mean, yes. you know, when you see, we were just talking about this before, where my son has been sick. He was sick all weekend. Um, and so when somebody that you love, whether it's your child, whether it's your, your spouse or a friend or a family member is, is hurting or is sick, it's very emotionally draining. Um, and you're just in the zone of what's happening that you, you can forget other things, you know, and, and that's okay. Like it happens. We're human. Um, but, um, you know, remembering though, that, you know, that it's a normal process. Even if you have that note on the phone, like this is, this is normal. We're safe. Like I know, like I, you don't have to necessarily, he doesn't have to know like, yes, we are in this, this stage of labor right now. We are, you know, like he doesn't have to know all those things, but even just knowing like that this is normal, like that this is, this is completely normal, even though it doesn't feel like it's normal or sound like it's normal. This is normal. And this is, yeah. we're safe right now. And so like feeling your feet on the ground will help study him and just remember like, okay, this is normal. All right. I'm going to recenter myself and just be, get back into doing what it is that my wife needs me to do. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. Um, and, Another role dads get to play, especially if you've invited him along through your pregnancy, you guys like worked on your birth plan or desires together, you took that birth education class, like dad, he's going to know 
what um what things you do or don't want especially if you're in the hospital so dads can be a really great advocate for you especially when you get to that point where you might have a hard time like speaking because you're so in the zone with those contractions you're you're in your rhythm um dad can help with that sometimes some um staff at the hospital won't like that and they'll be like I'm talking to her I just want her um but he's right there with you. He knows what you want uh, more than the doctors and nurses do typically um, because he knows you so intimately. So he can help you um, through those moments if you need him to help speak for you. Um, Some dads, something that can be really helpful is if say you don't want um, an epidural and the nurses keep coming in and offering it to you. Dad can just gently, quietly say to them, we will let you know when she wants an epidural. And that's, that is completely appropriate. And um, that's something a lot of people find comfort in. And again, it's giving him him a role in your birth where he can do something for you. Um, So just, just kind of let him in the whole process and those roles will naturally fall to him. And it's supporting those God-given gifts that he does have that goes with that masculine strength. Um, Like by him being the advocate, I mean, he's protecting you. um, And that's what he's so strongly designed to do. Um, And he feels like, you know, he's, I'm, I'm fixing, I'm solving at this point, which again is, you know, how they're designed. And that's amazing. Um, And so, yeah, that is Yeah, absolutely. And that's by you building up his gifts in that way and his strengths, he's going to help build up yours and your femininity, especially during birth and giving you and allowing you to have that space to be who God made you to be in that moment. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's truly you and him bringing your child into the world. You, you're mm-hmm. doing most of the work as mom. Yes. The physical work, but he's right there with you. So don't get caught up in the, the mindset of like, Oh, it's mom working with like the doctor, the midwife, or even the nurse to get this baby out. No, you two are a team and you are working together to bring your baby into your arms. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is working for you. Yes. Yes. And some other great ways to involve dad, maybe that, you know, you haven't originally thought of. So a lot of dads might like to cut the cord depends on, you know, maybe a squeamish factor as well. Um, Depending on the practice, dad can catch baby or receive baby into his arms. Um, So a lot of midwives are very open to that. And they will, you know, kind of direct dad and guide dad to, um, you know, what that looks like and what they need to do. Um, It depends on your practice in the hospital, (laughs) if that's allowed. I've not seen that as commonly, but it, it definitely does happen. Most of the time, it's through midwifery led care versus OB. So, um, but that's something you can definitely ask. Um, I've seen dads announce gender. I've seen dad announce the name. Um, and so I've seen dads be very adamant about the, either them or mom was the first one to speak in the room as well. So there's a bunch of different things that you can do. Um, also that are kind of a little bit, not, I would say outside the box completely, but maybe not the things that you think about you know, firsthand of how he can really be involved in this and be a part of the birth in a very special way. 
Yeah, and dads can do skin to skin too, okay? Oh, yes. Which is so important to keep in mind. Say if you have a C-section um, and for whatever reason you're not able to do skin to skin with the baby, um, some sometimes they'll let mom do skin to skin in the OR, but sometimes if um, mom is under like general anesthesia or maybe she's just feeling nauseous, um, dad can step in and do skin to skin with baby um, right away. And which is so good because it's, it's, you know, initiating that bonding between dad and baby. Um, so skin to skin is good, even if you don't have a C-section. Um, it's, it's so good for mom and baby, but also for dad and baby to do that. Yes, it is. And even if you're getting a tear repaired, if mm-hmm. you, you know, you just need a minute to readjust or you're getting up, um, a great one too, is you're getting up to use the bathroom because you, you will need to get up and use the bathroom at some point, whether you're in the hospital or at a birth center or at home, midwives or doctors do just want to make sure um, that your bladder is empty to just help that uterus contract back down to its pre-pregnancy size. And so when you're getting up to use the bathroom, that's a great time for your husband to do skin to skin with baby. And that helps promote bonding. And it also regulates baby's temperature and um, breathing as well. So there are great benefits to it, um, whether it's you or your husband doing that. Yeah. Another thing, and this can be a little bit harder, but I try to do this as the nurse when I'm helping parents um, with breastfeeding, especially like first time parents. I like tell dad to get up from the couch and come over and watch. I'm like, all right, come here. Like, I want you to see because not that I want him to do my job for me, but I want him to be involved and understand, like, what does a good latch look like? Um, How can he help her? Um, Sometimes you have to hold baby certain different ways and maybe he could help set mom up, especially my C-section patients. Um, It can be it's a little harder to breastfeed comfortably in those first few days because your stomach is so sore. Um, so there's ways dad can help with that. Um, you know, say mom is hand expressing cause baby's a little bit sleepy. Dad can help, um, you know, finger feed the baby, um, with a glove. And so there's ways I try to invite dad into that role as well, because again, it can really feel like he doesn't have a, um, a part to play and, any chance I get, I try to invite him in. So invite your husband into the breastfeeding as much as possible, even if it's just like showing him and talking to him about how it works. Um, because it's, you know, it's different. It, it can be more natural for mom. Um, but it can be totally new thing for him to like see and experience. Um, so don't be afraid to invite him into that as well. That's, it's a great idea too to see what a good latch looks like and, and how to recreate that as well, because, you know, you have that assistance when you're at, you know, the hospital or the birth center, um, or while the midwife's with you at your home, if you have a home birth, but once they leave or you leave and go home, you don't have that anymore. And so, um, you know, even though he's not an expert at it, he at least saw it from a different vantage point of like, yeah, actually, you know, the latch looks the same like it did at the hospital. Does it feel the same? Or, you know, and it, it, it's just giving him something to be able to do. But it's also really, it can be really beneficial for you as well, especially when you go home 
or everyone leaves and you're like, okay, like we got to continue this on. Um, let's make sure that we, you know, we're getting that good latch every time because you can't necessarily see it as well, especially in the beginning. Um, just when baby's so small and their mouths are so small and it can be harder to see that latch. So having him help out with that and just, you know, increasing your confidence increases his confidence and it'll help increase baby's confidence. Like it, it's just very beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think by my, my, other two things my two tips I'll say <laughs> before we finish up would be um dads ask questions so moms tell him like if there's a question whether it's at an appointment um whether he just wants to ask you or if it's in your like your childbirth class or when you're having the baby after you're having the baby encourage him to ask Um, Again, this can feel like everything's happening to mom and everything's happening to baby. Um, But this is all new for him too. whether you're taking home your first child or your third. It's okay to have questions. Um, Make sure he feels comfortable and knows that he can ask those questions. I love when dads ask me questions because then I know, you know, mom is exhausted. Um, She's, you know, riding that. hormone roller coaster she's had no sleep dad probably hasn't had much either but when dad's asking questions I know that like even if mom didn't um retain everything I said then like okay dad's listening he's listening really well he's asking questions um he knows what questions to ask so that tells me like all right she's going home and she's gonna have like somebody there with her um to help her out um not that all dads don't if you don't ask questions but it just helps me see like all right dad knows what he's doing dad's paying attention um dad feels comfortable asking questions and so that's just something i would say um Mm -hmm. just always ask questions my other one is this is me personally and i see it a lot in the hospital and i feel so bad dad try not to eat (laughs) in front of mom when she's in labor and she's not allowed to eat at the hospital um because sometimes I'll have moms in there for like two or three days that are being induced and dad's just eating in front of her and she just looks so sad like she just wants to eat that burger so if you can try to like step outside eat um wherever cafeteria you know go out to eat really quick for a bite that's totally fine but remember she's hungry and they may not be letting her eat so that's just my little tip. <laughs> Which that's a that's gonna be a topic for another day. Anyway, but oh, or just, yes, yeah, the that's eating, a whole yes. thing. Um <laughs> maybe you're sneaking her little bites if she really wants it. Um oh, yeah. but I I mean with that too though, also just be mindful of what it is you're eating because senses are heightened in labor as well. So what smells good to you may very well not smell good to her. I had a instance one time where um for example and the, um, a couple of us came into the room with coffee because it was a very early morning birth. And the mom is like, that is like no coffee in here. Like, I can't do the smell of coffee right now. And normally she's a coffee drinker. And so all of us had to just, if we wanted to sip our coffee, had to just go out into the hallway, sip our coffee, chew some gum and then come back out. So just, yep. just be mindful of that. And maybe have some mincer gum with you too, in case you do eat something and it doesn't sit well with her. And so that way you can still be close to her and support her if she really wants you close, but your breath isn't going to, you know, make her nauseous as well. Yeah. I had a dad come in one time with Indian food and I was like, oh no, oh 
no. (laughs) And she's just like sitting there with tears in her eyes and she's like, I'm so hungry. And I wanted to like nicely ask him to leave, but I didn't know them. Like they weren't my patient. I was just like helping at that moment. And I was like, oh, like dads, you need to eat. It's, it's so important. And moms know that in the moment, but um, just don't do it in front of her if you can. <laughs> or you just ask. I mean, yes, you know, yes, ask if she's okay true. with it. Yeah, but like, yeah, especially if it's been long for an induction, man. Oh, that's so yeah. hard. That's so yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's many ways to involve your husband. Um, I also, I think just one final thing too that I'd say that I heard on a podcast once that was just fantastic was, um, just keep in mind this way where especially for, for your husband where, again, you know, he hasn't maybe been absorbing as much information as you throughout the course of the pregnancy. But maybe he's gone to the childbirth class or, or read maybe those pages from the book or, you know, maybe he's been listening to something that you've offered him, like a podcast episode or two um, or an audiobook, whatever it may be. Um, he's absorbing all this information. And to them, which guys do really like metaphors, um, it's like, you know, he's practicing for the big game, right? So like whatever sport it is, he's practicing. And then they get one practice and then they're thrown into like the championship game, uh, which is labor. And that's all like they don't have much really to prepare necessarily. But like we've been talking about, there can be things that you can do, whether it's every day, you know, it's every week you know, that doesn't have to be the case. Like have that note, like something like the notes on the phone that he can go to have those practical things. Um, if you have a doula, she's going to be helping you with that as well and providing some different um, things that he can do um, or that she notices that maybe she, you know, the mom needs and is pointing and being like, Hey, why don't here put this cool rag on her forehead or put this cool rag on her on the back of her neck. And even though she didn't say those in the moment that she needed it, like when he puts that on, Oh man, he is a hero at that point or, you know, just having that hand to grasp. And so, um, just even just reassuring, like, you know, you're not thinking about in the moment and those little things you say were like, that's awesome. Like, thank you. Like those, those little words just really help them to know, I'm taking care of my wife because that's all he wants to be doing. He may not know necessarily if, if he's doing the right thing in the moment or not, but just encouraging him in pregnancy and as in the beginnings of labor to, you know, continue trying and just to be there. Like that's what he desires. Maybe he doesn't show it necessarily, you know, in as much enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Um, But he does desire that because you're his beloved And that's what he is designed to do. He's designed to support you and to protect you and to love you. Um, So just know that he does want to do that. And these are just some great tips that hopefully we've provided to help him be able to do that in a more tangible way. Yes. Yeah. I think that's great. I think you said it all. (laughs) Well, I'm excited too, because we're, we're, we actually are working on something for, email list which will be exciting to go along with us yes so So stay stay tuned tuned. (laughs) (laughs) so stay tuned it should be coming out very very soon i don't know what timeline is on it but you know what hey it's but it is something that you know i think would be very helpful so yeah yeah awesome Um, well leave it at that then (laughs) well enjoy the rest of our lovely march also happy halfway through lent too 
That's right. Forgot to say that beforehand. It was Pink Sunday. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy already. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. And what a Lent it's been. <laughs> what a Lent it's been. Absolutely. And to all you mamas out there who are pregnant, like, especially during Lent, hopefully you've been able to just really lean into just, you know, the walking with Christ and just actually living out the stations of the cross in those hard moments. That's what Nick was really telling me um, last week when one of my kids was sick. Cause I was like, I couldn't go to the stations of the cross. He's like, you're living it right now. It's a hard, it's a hard point of life and you're living the stations and that's okay. So if you're there and you're living the stations right now, then, you know, walk with Christ. That's all he wants. Yes. Yes. No, you're not alone. You're not. All right. Till next time. Thank you so much for listening to Blessed Be Birth podcast. Please know that none of the information shared on this podcast is medical advice and should not be taken as such. If you want to connect with us, please follow us on Instagram at Blessed Be Birth podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast today, please subscribe and leave us a review so we can continue to reach even more amazing, faithful women. Thanks so much. And remember to invite God in.